Good afternoon and welcome to the Kingdom Leadership Equipping live broadcast. This is uh, Mentoring, not Monday, Mentoring Tuesday. And welcome to the KLE podcast. Thank you for being with me on this episode. Um, I try and bring just mainly three episodes through the week on the KLE podcast. And of course, it's always most of the time on a live broadcast as well. <clears throat> the whole point is to really bring a message across of a new mindset. If you don't have the right mindset when it comes to the kingdom of God, you won't have the right theology when it comes to the kingdom of God. And if you don't have the right theology and you don't have the right mindset, you cannot lead from a kingdom perspective. You cannot lead from a kingdom uh, point of view or, or a kingdom um, style. <laughs> I don't like the word style because style is can be very superficial. But the inherent way that you lead, the, the very scripting by which you lead needs to be kingdom. And when the Lord put sat me down for eight years in the United Kingdom and said, I want you to review every single incident you've had with leaders. I want you to look at the disappointments, the hurts. I want you to go over all the disillusionments, the discouragements. I want you to look at how you reacted, how you responded and, and what they did and didn't do. It was a painful journey, a very painful journey going through some of the rejection and some of the things that happened to me over the years. And, you know, many, many leaders just pick up and they go on. Yeah, we all face things. We all face disagreements, disappointments, and they just carry on going, you know. But I I just really felt the Lord was leading me to look at these things and, and see something new, see something else, see what principles that he wanted me to learn what lessons did he want me to learn from these things? And so when I began to look at it, I began to see there's a whole different world that Jesus led from. I began to read the Gospels and I read the life of Christ as he spent time with his disciples, preparing them for the assignment that was ahead. I read, I looked at that with a totally different perspective. And suddenly I didn't read it from a church point of view, but I read it from a king now coming to prepare leaders, not staff, but prepare leaders to lead with an assignment. And he could do that within three and a half years. He could leave the, the greatest message, the most important story, the most glorious kingdom, revealing the most glorious kingdom the world has ever known. The greatest government will, that will ever be established in the universe, <laughs> God's government. And they were being prepared as envoys for that, as ambassadors of that message, of that kingdom. He said, as the Father has given me an assignment of the kingdom, he's giving you an assignment. I'm giving you that assignment. And so now they could run with that assignment and that message afterwards. In three and a half years, he prepared them. And so I began to look at those methods and, and I began to look at his ways and his principles and how the heart of how he did it. And I found so much lacking. 
I found how much we've actually adopted the world's way of leadership, the Gentiles way of leadership, how we just keep reproducing what isn't kingdom, that isn't a kingdom perspective. And so I realized that we have to rethink and reshape and reorder and reprioritize and renew and renovate, rejuvenate, rediscover, refocus our whole perspective, our whole mindset when it comes to leading. One of the areas that I, I really felt was critical, and this is a, a passion of mine, the simple approach that uh, we see in Jesus' heart, which was to be a mentor. Now, you know, I've had people criticize me on that whole concept of mentoring that, you know, is the, I, I spoke about mentor fathers and somebody came back at me and said, mentoring is purely a secular term, fathering is not. And I said, um, no, I, I really believe that they, not I just believe, I've seen that there are fathers who do not know how to mentor their children. And then I've seen leaders who call themselves fathers that do not mentor. Not in its true essence of mentoring. I'm going to speak about mentoring leaders now now on the Leadership Boost podcast and a bit more of the characteristics of that, the practicality of it. But right here, I just want to give you the heart of it, the spirit of mentoring. Paul said this, he said, you have many instructors, but not many fathers. And the word father there is pater, P-A-T-E-R in the Greek. And pater means model and mentor. There's no greater influence than you can have on your children and on your mentees than what you model. The life that you model. And you cannot do it superficially. You can adapt a whole lot of personality, you know, kind of tactics. And, but that will never be imparted. That'll be seen, but never be imparted. True attitudes. Well, in fact, you do. You do impart it. And, and that's probably why we're seeing the repeat of these personality quirks and things taking place over and over again. And the true picture of what leadership is, is not imparted. If you're a leader, you're going to have a heart of a father. If you can, And I'm talking about the Heavenly Father. And if you have the heart of the Heavenly Father, you're going to do two things. You're going to model it and you're going to mentor it. You're going to mentor by modeling and you're going to mentor by relationship and instruction. Paul, contrary to what many preach, Paul was not a very... Uh, pronounced speaker, if you may. He said, I, I operate in obscurity and yet I'm known. Unknown and, and, and yet known. The word unknown means obscurity, but known means to be intimately known in relationship. We see his heart in so many incidents like the heart of Christ Jesus himself. That modeling, that mentoring that comes where the person's um, skill, the person the, the person that you're mentoring, their skill, their full potential, their gifting, they are the agenda, their future. 
them be able, being able to carry who they, what they've been given, the mandate they've been given. You know, it's interesting. Jesus said to the disciples, I give you power and authority. Go, heal the sick, raise the dead, you know, cleanse the lepers. Freely you've received, freely give. Preach, go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, etc. So he gave, he told them, you, you are to preach the message that I've given you, which is preach that the kingdom of heaven is here. Glory to God. And then demonstrate it. Now, don't focus on the demonstration. Focus on the message. The demonstrations will come. And he didn't tell them how to do it. He just said, don't take two cloaks. Don't take two purses. Don't take this. Stay focused. Go to the lost sheep of Israel. There was no other instructions. But what he had done is he had modeled and shared with them, shared around fire, shared around a meal with them to the point that they understood what could be done. And they went out and affected that. He never messed with their personality. He never told them you've got to be, you know, you've got to be more of a personality like that. He challenged their mindset. Peter, you're not mindful of the things of God that please God, but you're mindful of the things of men. Your mindset is is man-focused, not God-focused. You, you're not getting the perception yet. Do you guys not yet understand, he said. Discipleship, by its essence, is mentoring. It's amazing that we are not called to go and make converts. We are called to go and make disciples. Conversion or salvation or receiving Christ is just a step in the whole process. Do you understand? Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. Being born again is just an entrance. You're just going in. But Jesus' strategy was going to all the world to make disciples. Disciples means there's an importation of a new worldview, of, of values, a, through a deep relationship and fellowship. We've lost the essence, we've lost the DNA, we've lost the, the very conceptual understanding and implementation of what this making disciples really is. Paul could go into a place and find a community of believers and disciple them so well within a year that he could leave and that, that community of believers, that church that would be meeting in a home, would have eldership and would be running. His letters were mainly to address issues that they would have, like any community has. But there was a clear importation of kingdom values so that they could function under the government of God with no man dictating to them what they need to do, micromanaging every facet of what happens there. There is an area that we need to understand that mentoring, and I'm using the word purely from, from an, a role understanding, so we can understand there's a role to this. Mentoring means there's a heart of a father. Where are the moms and dads in the body of Christ? 1 John chapter 2 says, I speak to you fathers. The, the word there again is paters, but it means spiritual moms and dads. Where are the spiritual moms and dads? 
that can bring that, that whole spirit of mentoring into the body of Christ, that can bring that whole spirit of mentoring into the community of believers, where they where they not just walking around hugging people and saying, I'm your mom and I'm your dad, you know, is like, you call me mom and you call me dad. This is ridiculous. We need to get skilled in the art of engaging, equipping, and empowering. That's what mentors do. They engage, equip, and empower through modeling and through their mentoring. That's what they do. They're able to engage another generation or another generation of leaders. I've become very passionate about, about seeing a new leadership arise that actually have the heart of the Father, that have that heart, that spirit, that attitude, that that. And not something they put on, not a title, not a position, but to have a heart to love people, to see them raised up into their full potential, to see them coming to maturity. That's what it's about. So I really want to encourage you to pray about these areas. Go and look again at how Jesus handled these disciples. Go and look again how Paul did it. And let's be willing to move out the boundaries of and the boxes and the limitations of what has been set for us. Let's again question what it is we do and why we do it and how we're doing it. And are we aligned with how he wants us to do it? Don't just assume a role and assume a function because that's the way it's been passed on to you. Don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to to step out and be obedient to what he's calling you to do. Because Jesus has got a set way that he wants us to influence and impact this world and in this generation. As leaders in the marketplace, wherever you are, I really want to encourage you is that every move of God's, you know, and move of God, but every transformational event or occasion or season that takes place is because leaders have decided. And I'm not talking high profile celebrity leaders. I'm talking about people on the ground in the marketplace have become salt and light to the world because leaders have decided to make a difference because leaders have become hungry to seek God, to find out how he wants it done and begin to implement that. The world is waiting for you and nothing will start, nothing will end, nothing will be completed, nothing will be done, activated, nothing will be initiated without you as a leader. Going into all the world and making disciples just by its essence means to take initiative and do something, not to be passive, not to be conformed to passivity, not to be sit down and do nothing, but to find what you can do right now to impact the world around you. You're so much more than just a church congregation. You're so much more than just a business. You've not been called to um, make an income. You've been called to make, make a difference. So I really want to challenge you today is to really pray about your heart in becoming a mentor leader in the kingdom of God, reflecting the heart of the Father, 
reflecting the heart of the Father in, into um, the relationships that you have. All right? So that's from me today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with me. Just an encouraging, challenging word to you to think about just a new concept. All right? Until next time, this is Sean saying over and out. God bless you.